Hey, what's going on, TC fam? Welcome to our online service at Transformation Church. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking us out. Uh, just want to say welcome. And to anybody watching around the world, thank you so much for tuning in. I believe that God has a word for us today in the middle of this uh, series we're doing called Unshakable Church. Um, I, I just believe that, that we are called in a season of everything being shaken to continue to be fruitful and faithful. And, and Jesus gives us some, some pictures of that uh, in John 15. I'm going to look into that in a minute. But I, I think that um, our, our, our strength in, in what God said we can walk in is all based on what God's going to say to us in this scripture. I believe these are some of the most important words that Jesus actually gives to his disciples right before he goes to the cross. This is the Last Supper. It's the last I am statement. And uh, it's right at the end of the Last Supper. And Jesus is getting ready to be crucified, killed, and, 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 and ar arrested, and then, and then ascend, ra raised from the dead. I mean, these are some of the very big words at the last moment. So he tells his disciples this, that this is what you need to know to stay fruitful when all really... Uh, hell's coming against you when, when there's crisis around you. This is what it means to stay fruitful. And I'm going to give you this, Jesus says. I'm leaving. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. But here's what you really need to know as um, you are absent from me. John 15, 1 through 5, Jesus says this. I am the true vine. This is the very last statement, the seventh I am statement. I am the true vine. There's a lot of other vines. There were the vines of religion, the vines of Israel. He's saying, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You're able to clean, you, you're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. My title for today is this very simply, stay needy. Stay needy. Let me pray for you real quick. Father, thank you that we are dependent on you more than ever. We need you in this hour, in this season. Lord, we are all at different places around the world. We're at home watching in our cars, on our tablets, on our iPhones. But we say, we need you, God. We declare, we need you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay needy. I've got three kids, two teenagers. One is about to become a teenager. Her name is Anna. She's my daughter. She's 12. She's about to turn 13. And in the middle of having three teenagers, I've discovered they want nothing to do with their parents. They are distant from us. No matter where we go, if we go to a restaurant, they don't want to hang out with us in the line. If we go to uh, uh, the mall, of course, they're not hanging out with us. If we want to even shop and buy them something, they're kind of distant from us. Uh, I take them to drop them off with their friends. Dad, stay in the car. I don't need you. Uh, take, them, take them to a friend's house. Dad, don't go in. I want distance from you. But, but many times whenever they're getting ready to go hang out with their friends or go to the mall, they say, hey, Dad, can I get some dollars? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, you want my dollars and you want to keep your distance. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Something's wrong with that picture. And they, 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 want, they want the dollars but distance. They want, they want the cash with no connection. 
Jesus is teaching in this scripture that we're going to have a tendency to actually distance or disconnect from his grace, that, that he is the, the vine, the true vine, that he's the source, and that there's going to be a lot of things that pull at us to distract us from him being the source of our life. He's warning his disciples. He's warning you and I, saying, I'm the source. I'm the vine. I'm going to go away physically, but I need you to stay connected to me spiritually because there's going to be a lot of turmoil that goes on around you. Persecution was about to hit the disciples. There was chaos going to hit the disciples and Jesus knew that. And he said, listen, I'm the true vine. Stay connected to me. What he was saying is that we were going to have a tendency to try to work out our salvation in our own strength. We were going to actually separate ourselves from the source at times and rely on other sources. So he says, listen, I'm, I'm the branch or I'm the vine. You're the branch. Stay in me. Number one, the very first thing for you to know this week, to, for, for you to stay unshakable as a, as a believer, as a church, as a people, stay connected to Jesus. Write that down. Stay connected. It's so simple. I know it's like, oh, wow, I, I tuned in to hear that. No, it's so easy for us to get disconnected with all the things going on, especially in turmoil or chaos or, or, or crisis, we can easily begin to get disconnected. I, I've got my three kids and, and it's easy for them to want my cash, want my stuff, want my flow without, without being connected to the source. I know in my life, when they're connected to my heart, when they're, when they're abiding in me, when they're wanting to know what I want, my, what my heart wants for them, it's a lot easier for me to let the cash flow. It's a lot easier for me to give to them what they want. They're like, Dad, hey, I love you so much. You're the best dad on the planet. Hey, get what you want. Take some money. You know what I mean? But when, but when they're distant from me or disconnected, the flow doesn't come as easily. I'm not saying that God withholds from us, but what I am saying is that when we're not connected to him, that flow does not flow as easy. There's a break in the flow. And so simply, I would just say to you right now, whatever you're facing in, in this time of coronavirus, come on, I, I hate meeting like this as a church. I, like, I love church. I love being with you and hanging out. This online church, thank God for it. But, but like, I miss you. I miss our church. I miss high fives and hanging out and, and hugs. And it's just, it's just tough to do it like this. But, but I think God's word is still gonna produce in our life. And I know it will if we stay connected to Jesus. Here's, here's what's so important. You have to stay needy. And, and I know that's not popular in today's culture, especially, you know, whatever, you know, different, different, you know, culture teaches American culture, especially is like, we're, we can do it. Like, you know, we're going to make it. And there's people say, we, it's, we can, we can handle it. Like the reality is, you know, neediness might not be cool culturally, but it's very cool in the kingdom. Like the, re, like, like you got to stay needy. People go, oh, they're so needy or she's so needy or he's so needy. I've got to stay needy. I can't do this on my own. And, and it's important for you, write this down. Your neediness is a necessity in the kingdom of God. Your needy, my neediness is a necessity. And, and the, reason, the reason that Satan attacks and the way Satan attacks our connection to Christ is by subtly whispering to our self-sufficiency. And so all these things are going on and Satan begins to just say, you can handle this on your own and, and you can get through this and you don't need anybody and, and you're at home anyway and you don't really need church and you're, you're self-sufficient and, and what's God gonna do? And, and it's easy where Satan just begins to whisper to, to self-sufficiency. We're all, you know, sufficient in different ways and I think the enemy really attacks our connection to Christ. And so I would just say that crisis right now reminds us how dependent we are. Crisis should remind you and I of how needy we really are. And God's trying to tell us, listen, vulnerability is the venue he operates in. 
And so if you could just get vulnerable and be like, you know what, I, I need God more than ever. God shows up in that and begins to do miracles on the inside of us. Even, even whatever, hell might be taking place on the outside of us, but heaven can be taking place on the inside of us if we're connected to Jesus. And all of a sudden now, our dependence on God begins to fuel the fruit of our destiny in our life. And we begin to be dependent and God begins to bring fruitfulness out of our life. Jesus is teaching these guys, I don't just want you to be saved. I want you to be fruitful. God's telling you and I in this season that I don't just want you to get through it. I want you to be fruitful. What does that look like? I think, number one, we've got to stay connected to Jesus. The, the verse, verse two says this, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. This is a very confusing verse. A lot of people have said that if you don't bear fruit, you're not a Christian, you're gonna be cut off and, and, and he's gonna take you away. And it's kind of scary if you don't really read it in its context or study it out. But the word in Greek for take away actually doesn't mean God removes you from being a Christian, removes you from, from the family of God. It actually means, it, it means to lift up or to raise up. And it's in the context of a vine and a trellis and a branch. And so a lot of times the branches, if they fell to the ground, they would get in the dust and any branch that falls to the ground could not bear fruit because the little buds that bear fruit were impeded. And so what Jesus is saying is that when you fall into the dust or the branch falls down into the dust, that God is one that lifts us up out of the dust. And, and, and I think it's very important for you, number two, write this down, allow God to dust off your destiny. Allow God right now. Come on, what, what, what destiny of yours has gotten dusty over the last few years, the last few months? Or what has fear caused you to allow to get dusty in your life? I don't know, is it your worship? Is it the word? Is it your time with God? Is it your marriage or with your kids? Or everybody's loving being at home with their kids by, in faith in Jesus' name. It's fun for an hour, right? No, but, but maybe God's wanting to do something in your family. You know, dust just gathers. And so we've got to understand, like, God, I need you to dust some things off. When my kids were little, come on, as a parent, you know, they're out in the field playing or they're doing sports or Little League and they got all the dust over them. And before they get in the car, it's like, man, come here, boy, come here, girl. Let me dust you off. And you dust in the back of them off and you're getting dust off of them and you dust them off before they get in the car. Now they're older and I still as a dad have a tendency to like, come here, before you get in the car, they play sports and soccer and horses and football. And I'm like, let me dust you off. And they're like, don't, don't touch me. I'm a, I'm a teenager. Keep your distance. I'm like, I'm going to dust you before you get in the car. And I'm like trying to dust them off. They're like, dad, I'm fine. But they got dust all over the back of them and all in their hair. And I'm like, you're not getting in my house like that. You're not sitting on my couch like that. I, and I think a lot of times God wants to dust off some things in our life. And we're like, I'm fine. Get off me, God. It's fine. I don't, don't touch me. And God's just saying, would you allow me to dust off some things that have gotten dusty in your destiny? What stuff has fallen to the ground that has gotten dusty that actually still has destiny in it in your life? Satan's a master at, at throwing dust at us to kill our destiny. He's a master at throwing fear or isolation or or guilt or shame. Maybe, maybe it's a sin that you messed up in and Satan now is just judging you and throwing shame and condemnation at you. And God's never doing that. God's not beating the branch to bear more fruit. The Bible says he actually just lifts up that branch. And so, so Satan knows that if you get into the dust, the dust of depression or the dust of fear or the dust of shame, that he can speak into your, into your mind and get you to kind of wallow in it. And God's all the time trying to lift you up out of the dust and dust you off and speak destiny into your life. I want to encourage you. Listen, God has spoken some things about your life. Maybe it's personal vision. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe a calling, a dream that you had. Come on, in this time of, of crisis, let, let the Holy Spirit, let God dust some things off. Let God lift that branch of your life up out of the dust. I think he's doing that for a lot of us. Lifting that up and speaking to you again about what he's called you to do and giving you destiny back. Allow him to dust you off. There's no judgment. 
Come on, I, I think sometimes as Christians, we're like, you know, we're judging everybody's dust. It's like, wait a minute, don't judge my dust. If you can't get dusty, you can't help me with my destiny. Anybody that's not willing to get dusty in your life can't help you with your destiny. And I know sometimes we all got a little dust in our life and God's not the one that judges us. He actually lives all through the Bible. He lifts us up. He lifts the woman that was in the dust up. He lifts us out of judgment. He lifts us out of sin. He lifts us out of turmoil and crisis. God wants to lift you up right now. Verse, two, verse 2b says this, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. So, so number one, stay connected to Jesus. Number two, allow God to dust you off. Number three, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So we go from no fruit to more fruit and the process in between is called pruning. And it's painful and it's out of our comfort zone and, and it's kind of uncomfortable and it doesn't make sense. And, and here's where I think, I really think we are as a church, a global sea church. I think prophetically the church is in a pruning season and that we as individuals, I know for me personally, I'm in a pruning season personally going, what is, what is this about in my, in my walk with God? What's church about? What does it look like? And I think we're being pruned. And, and the hard part about being pruned, God says this when we're being pruned, number three, let go of last season's success. I know that's why it's so difficult because in the pruning process, as I've studied it out, it's actually letting go of what grew in the last season. We all like to shout, come on, preach, letting go of the past. All things are new. Behold, anything in Christ, old things are gone and all things are new. I'm a new creation. Yeah, preach that. Let it go of regret. Let it go. Oh, that's great. Let go of the past. But what happens when God asks us to let go of a successful season? I think pruning has to do with that. When you look at the actual picture of the, of the trellis, I was, I was studying pruning. Come on, at my house, like, how exciting is that? Like, come on, Dad, could you please turn the channel? I'm studying pruning. And, like, it, 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 this man comes on, and he's explaining about pruning. And the first thing he says is this. The first words, as he's coaching a group of people that are about to go out and prune vines or branches, he says this. He says, our objective today is to cut off last season's growth. I was like, whoa, Holy Spirit just began to speak to me saying God wants to cut off some, some things that were successful in the last season but won't be significant in the next season. And many of, many of you, he's speaking to me, but we judge success based on things that maybe aren't significant. And, and when God's saying, I want to cut some things off, I want to actually cut some areas of success off so that you can actually begin to be significant in this next year, sometimes that's very, very hard for a lot of us. Actually, what happens is in the picture, if you could put the picture up, you'll see it on your screen. There's a picture and, and, and there's this top branch or the vine in the middle. The vine's growing up and there's two branches that go out from it. The very top picture, it has a bilateral branches and there's two that go out each side. If you look right below it, you can see those two branches going out and there's a bunch of shoots coming off of it. That's what it looks like when it begins to grow, but you can see the top picture. It's actually been pruned. There's usually a lot more of those branches that are growing off. What they do is they cut back those top branches all the way to the root, all the way back to the, to the vine in the middle. So there's only two coming off of that middle vine. And they, and they cut it all the way as close to the middle part, the top part of that, that, that vine as they can. And it's called the head. That's actually the head called Christ Jesus. And when that branch is cut back, it's cut all the way back from what grew last year. I think God wants to cut some things that we look at, at success and get us cut back. And here's why. Because when he cuts off the successes, he get, gets us closer to the source. Sometimes successes in our life actually drift us or pull us away from him being the source. 
So my question is this, like, what are you holding on to? What, maybe it's a success or it's the pride of your business or your, or your, your ability to, to sell or your ability to, to do your job or your ability in your sport, whatever it might be. Some, some, or, or it might be a success. Maybe it's even a, something you've exalted like you were successful in, but God's asking you to actually allow that to be pruned so that you can have a season of significance in this next season. What's God wanting to prune so you can have his purpose in the next season? I, it's always hard when it's successful. But, but here's what you've got to know. Everything successful is not significant. I'll ask you to write this down. God wants to give you more significance, not more success. Quit judging your significance based on someone else's success. I think we, looked at, we look at all these different comparisons of success, and then we try to figure out how significant we are. God is just saying, let me prune some things in your life, and let me work in you and bring fruit. It's not easy to let him prune us. It's not comfortable, but I think our entire church is in a pruning process and God's just saying, I'm gonna cut some things off that you thought were successful so that I can actually give you significance in this next year, in 2020. Come on, let's let God actually do that and define that for us. The last one, verse four says this, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. This is a weird verse. He's like, abide in me. Abide. Like, where are they going? Are they going to run away from Jesus? They're Christians. They, they're his disciples. Are they going to leave? I've always thought about this verse. Like, where am I going, Jesus? I'm not abide, like stay, like read my word every day. Like, what does this actually mean to abide in you? And, 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 and you can write this down. Number four, I think this makes us unshakable. Don't break before you bend. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, what does that do with anything? As you study this, this vine and this, this branch, those two bilateral branches that went out, those usually kind of shoot up high. And what the vine dresser has to do is he has to bend those down and actually attach them to the trellis, to the wire to get them stretched out so they can bear fruit and the fruit comes off of them. If, if the vine dresser tries to bend those before the sap begins to flow up through the vine and up through that root and to the branches, they'll actually break. So those branches are, are, are standing up tall and then all of a sudden once the sap begins to flow, listen, the sap begins to flow like early April. Come on, right around Easter time. Come on, somebody. That sap begins to flow up out of the ground and it goes up into those branches and those branches that were brittle actually become bendable and now they become pliable when the sap gets in them and, they, and the vine dresser can bend them down and attach them to the trellis. The sap is the Holy Spirit, guys. Like, like we're going we're gonna to break before we bend if we don't let the Holy Spirit do this stuff in our life. God's wanting to do things in our life right now and kind of bend us in a certain way and rearrange certain things. But if we let self-effort do it, if we, if we do it without the power of the Holy Spirit flowing into our life, everything's going to break. So what Jesus is really saying is like the only real way to abide in me, the only real way to stay in me and not break off is to let the Holy Spirit flow into your life so that you can abide when God's trying to bend some things in your life. That's what the vine dresser does. He bends it down and attaches it. And all of a sudden that thing begins to bear fruit. One, one, one branch, I studied it, it gets really fat and it gets too brittle to actually bend down. It's too thick. It's about the size of a thumb. And what, why, the reason it gets so thick is because the year before it didn't have as much fruit as it wanted. The branch had a little bit of fruit and, and they said that it actually pushes really hard in its own strength to bear more fruit because it wants more fruit. And, and it does it and the buds go internal into the branch and make it really fat. A lot of times we're in comparison and we're wanting to do self-effort and change ourselves or change others and it's our own effort and our own strength and it's not the Holy Spirit and so now all of a sudden we get fat but not fruitful. 
We get stuff on the inside of us and it looks like good growth, but it's not natural growth. And when God begins to try to put some pressure and change some things, we break and we don't abide because the Holy Spirit hasn't done it. Jesus is teaching us, you cannot sustain your salvation apart from its source, that you're gonna be tempted to get through all this stuff apart from grace and apart from the Holy Spirit. You can't do it in self-effort. You can't do it in your own strength. If you'll abide in me, let the Holy Spirit flow into your life and let him make you abide in the branch, in the vine. You're the branch. He's the vine. He goes on to say this as I close. Jesus says, I'm the vine. You're the branches. He's saying, I'm the source. He's saying, I'm, I'm the one that produces everything. He's saying, why, why, why are you trying to produce stuff? Why are you not just resting in me? Here's what happens. We try to be the vine. I'm going to tell you, stop being the vine. Like, stop trying to produce anything. You can't produce anything. You're only called to present what God's doing in you and through you. You're just called to present the grace that he's flowing into you. You're just called to present the, the, the God that he's poured into you. You're just called to present the goodness of what's come into you from the Holy Spirit. You're not called to provide that. He's the provider. He's saying, just rest. I want to say this. What does a branch do? It just rests. It just sits there. Like relax. There's a word to somebody right now. Relax. Rest. Can I tell you that a, that a restful Christian is a picture of God's goodness? Man, this isn't, this isn't a panic moment. God is good. God's in control. It's like when you're on the plane and that pilot comes on and you get up to cruising altitude. It's like 30,000 feet. And the pilot comes on and says, this is your pilot. We're at 30,000 feet. We're going to be cruising here for another hour and 15 minutes. We got a little tailwind and we're going to get you into your destination seven and a half minutes early. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. In cabin service is on the way. Come on, that's exactly how he does it. When he says that, what do you do? You sit back and you relax. You don't know that, you don't know who that pilot is. It could be your, it could be the UPS man. It could, be, it could be your neighbor. You have no idea. You don't get up out of your seat and try to figure out who the pilot is and figure out if he knows what to do. You've never even, you can't even see him. You sit back in your seat and you relax and you enjoy the ride. Come on. If you can trust the pilot of an airplane that you don't even know, can't you trust the creator of your soul and the creator of this planet in the middle of this crisis? And I know sometimes it's tough because turbulence hits and we're 30,000 feet in the air. What do you do? You start grabbing the armrest and you're trying to, you know, control the plane. You're doing nothing. You start reaching for the seatbelt to put the seatbelt on. Come on. You think the seatbelt's going to save you at 30,000 feet? Seatbelt's not doing anything. Like, I don't even know why they have seatbelts on an airplane. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. We think we can control I taught my son to drive about six months ago. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Curbs, neighbors, cars, mailboxes, trees. <laughs> Anybody have that imaginary break on the passenger side of the car? Come on, I wore the floorboard out, just trying to control, leaning, grabbing the armrest, you know, grabbing the door. I mean, trying, like trying to steer the car. Like I, I was doing nothing. Some of you guys right now are like leaning, breaking, trying to steer this thing. I'm going to control it. God's saying, just rest. Just to, I'm the producer. I'm the provider. I'm the captain of your soul. Come on, you can trust the captain of your soul. When all hell's going on around you, heaven can be going on inside of you. And the fruit of our life, come on, our connection to Christ is seen by the fruit in our life. Come on, we are a people, a spirit of joy, the spirit of peace, a spirit of life, a spirit of strength, a spirit of faithfulness, a spirit of faith. 
spirit of gentleness. It's the fruits of the spirit as the Holy Spirit begins to work in our life. People look at us and go, wow, look, look at that fruit. And I, I, I would just say, man, I'm needy. I just want to encourage you today, stay needy. Like that's how we stay unshakable. That's how we stay in Jesus, letting the Holy Spirit work in us and us being dependent on that. And do not get disconnected. Do not try to work out your salvation and sustain it apart from the source. Jesus says, I'm the true source. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for several things. If, if, if you're here, we've got people making comments all along the, 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 the text today, all along the feed. You can just make your, you can make some comments. You can, you can speak to us. If you need prayer for anything, you can text prayer, text TC prayer to 94,000 and you're going to have a link. It'll, it'll be a link to send to you. Someone will contact you and pray with you. But right now, I want to pray for several things. Some of you, you know you need to rest. You're in turmoil and you're trying to steer the whole thing. And God's saying, I'm the pilot. I got it. I'm the captain of your soul. Some of you, you've gotten down into the dust. And the devil's thrown so much dust at you, you've forgotten your destiny. And God wants to lift you back up, lift that branch back up out of the dust so you can bear fruit in this season. And some of you need pruned. Some of you know that there are successes in your life that haven't been significant eternally. Some of you know this is a season for you to take inventory and go, God, I'm willing. I want to pray for you to be bold enough and willing to let God actually prune some things that were success but kept you far from the source and God actually wants to give you a new level of significance in this next year. That takes courage and boldness. And then some of you just need Jesus. You just need a Savior. You don't have peace at all. You don't have eternity. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. Would you pray with me right now, right where you are? your living room, in your car, behind your tablet, on your phone, on your computer, wherever you are, and pray for you. Father, I pray right now for all those listening to me that you would just give divine rest, that they would be able to abide in you, not by their own strength or self-effort, but by Holy Spirit, that we would not be brittle, that we would not try to bend on our own and, and break, that we would let the Holy Spirit do his work in us, and we'd be able to be bent by God and bear fruit by God and abide in God in this season. We are not going anywhere. We're not breaking off. We're letting you do the work in us. Holy Spirit, do your work right now. Anybody down in the dust right now, I pray right now, if you're in the dust, if the enemy's brought shame or disgust or fear or isolation or just, or just, just indifference to you, anything he's put you in the dust about, depression, he's, God, I pray you would lift them up right now out of the dust and remind them how valuable they are, how worthy they are how precious they are to you right now, God, that they still have purpose, they still have meaning. And even though the times are dark on the outside, heaven can take place on the inside right now, God. Lift them up out of the dust. And I pray right now for anyone listening that needs courage to let you prune some success out of their life so they can be significant in a new season. Lord, prune us right now of things that are keeping us from your future purpose, Lord. We're willing to Get out of our comfort zone and allow you to prune some things right this moment, God. We don't want to be distant from the source. God, cut us close to Jesus so that, so that you don't have to feed things that are far from your heart this year. Lord, feed only the things that are significant on your heart in the church and in this hour in our own lives. Come on, would you say that? Just, Lord, prune me. Lord, I'm willing for you to cut off some things that I thought was success that were keeping me from significance. And then if you're watching and you know you need Jesus, if you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus, come on, he died, went to a cross, 
took fear, shame, guilt, defeated Satan, defeated darkness and death, rose from the dead, defeated every virus, all chaos. On this planet, we don't see the fullness of that yet, but he defeated that for eternity and we can have a relationship with God forever in heaven. If right now you know you don't have peace, you don't have the life of God, you're not sure where you'd spend eternity, you know that you, you're kind of shaky right now, even through going through everything we're going through, and you need Jesus, this is what I want you to do. I want you to just type Jesus in the comments on the side right now. Right now, just if you need Jesus, I'm not talking about religion or, or rules or regulations. You need the life of God. That's Jesus. Just go ahead and start typing Jesus. If you need Jesus, if you want a fresh start with God, the Bible says that if you just say yes to Jesus, surrender to him as your pilot, as your leader, as your Lord, he is God. If you would give your life to him and trust him, that you get a fresh start in God. If that's you today and you need a fresh start, if you need peace, you know you've been driving this thing on your own and you're, you're not getting there. Come on, you need peace. Just type Jesus right now, right in those comments, type Jesus. You can text in TC prayer to 94,000 and someone will contact you. You can type Jesus and someone would contact you and pray with you if you'd like to. You don't have to do that. You can just type Jesus and we'll pray for you. I'm gonna pray a prayer right now with you. Would you just open up your heart? You can keep typing Jesus in there. We'd love to pray for you. Come on, I believe God's word is moving on your heart right now. Let me pray for you. Just open up your heart right now. Father, thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, in the middle of all these storms and all these things we face on this planet, you are a good God. And Lord, I know that the earth looks like there's a storm. Looks like hell might be around us, but we can invite heaven on the inside of us. So right now, we invite you into our heart, Jesus. We believe that you died and you rose from the dead and that you are God. We believe you defeated death. We need your peace. We receive you. You're the Prince of Peace. Be my Lord, be my Savior. I trust you. I trust you to be the pilot of my life. Lord, I surrender to you. Give me the Holy Spirit. Take out this heart that's dead. I repent of my sins. I turn from that. Take my shame. Take my guilt. Take my sin. Put it on that cross. Thank you for giving me new life and a brand new heart today. I surrender to you. Give me your peace, God. Let me know you're close right now. Fill me with the Holy Spirit life right now. Fill me with new life and give me a fresh start in God today. I give you the rest of my life in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, what an awesome, awesome decision you just made. I'm so proud of you. It's an amazing thing to say yes to Jesus. If you did that, come on, let us know. Keep typing Jesus there. If you need prayer for anything, come on, text TC prayer to 94,000 and we'd get a link to you. I love you so much. Come on, we're the unshakable church. Have an amazing week. We're going to start a new series next week. Tune in. Stay tuned in all week long. Social media, we love you. Come on, thank you Transformation Church for being the church in Jesus' name.